You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. I'm going to give him a praise while I have a chance. Amen, amen, amen. Before we go to the word on this morning, let's do our Bible checks. Raise your Bibles high if you have your Bibles in church. Amen. Look around at this beautiful sight on this morning of people that have brought their Bibles to church. Look around. Look around at folk that have their Bibles. Are you like your pastor? Do you like this sight? Do you like what you're seeing? Amen. I love it. I love it. You can put your Bibles down again. We appreciate you on this morning. Let us notice this morning the book of Philippians. Let us notice the book of Philippians. And let us notice the third chapter. Thank you, musicians. Let us notice the third chapter in the book of Philippians. Notice the book of Philippians. Notice the book of Philippians and the third chapter on this morning is where I'm calling your attention to. I'm going to ask this morning that we would be a man attentive to the word of God. Amen. Notice the book of Philippians, the third chapter. Also mark Colossians, the third chapter. We're first going to read from the book of Philippians, the third chapter, and then we're going to turn the pages to the book of Colossians and look at some scriptures, two in particular, in the third chapter of the book of Colossians. Amen. Notice Philippians Chapter number three, let's begin reading at verse number 17. These are the writings of the apostle Paul. Notice Paul says in Philippians 3 and 17, he says, brothering, that word brothering is Paul referring to the saints to the believers, or to the church. When Paul says brothering, again, he is speaking to the church. He said brothering, join in following my example. And note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Notice in Paul telling the church to note or to mark those who is following his example, he wants the church to mark or to note people who are following his example. Listen, this is important because Paul tells the church in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, you have a whole lot of people, they have a problem when it comes to following a pastor. But you have to understand, you're not so much following the man as you are the God in the man. Or the God that the man chooses to follow. This is important this morning. Because he wants the church to join 
in following my example. Where he is only a good example because of who he has chosen to pattern himself after. And so the church should never have a problem following the pastor as long as the pastor is following Christ. Christ equates the word. As long as I'm in the word, you shouldn't have a problem following me. If I get out of the word, listen, I don't expect you to follow me. Why? Because I'm outside of the word or the will of God. But if I abide in the word, then those who desire to abide in it should have no problem following me as I follow him. This is important. So notice, so he says in verse 18, for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, they are the enemies of the cross. So notice now, whenever you mark or note people who are following the right examples, understand that you are indirectly noting those who are not following. Did y'all get that? When he tells them to mark those who are basically doing right, you have to understand by marking or noting people who are striving to do right, you're also noting or marking those who are not striving to do right. Come on. Because we don't need to pattern ourselves after everybody. You have to be peculiar about who you choose to follow. I'm not getting any amen. We have to be careful about who we choose to listen to. Whose advice we take. Am I right about that? And so notice that he tells them at the time that he's warning them, he's weeping. Notice he's going to reveal something about these people whose end, notice those who are not choosing to follow the right pattern, that being Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship, y'all should have got happy then, for our citizenship, notice the difference in these group of people. There's a group that's setting their mind on earthly things. So their only focus is upon earthly things. Now I'm going to break this down as we go along. And so that's where they're setting their mind. But now notice this next group, which is the church. Notice the contrast. Notice the difference. Verse 20, for our citizenship is in heaven. Come on. See, see, for a true believer, the old saints got it right. I said the old saints got it right. Got it right how, Pastor? When they said such things like, this is not our home. We're just passing through. Woo, I wish I had some folk that really knew that. This is not my final destination. No. We have a citizenship that is not in this earthly realm. I'm going to teach this thing right. Because a lot of folk don't believe stuff like this. When you're teaching like this, they, oh, here they go. That's fairy tale. No. No, it's not fairy tale. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly Wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. Oh, Lord, there's coming a day. There's coming a day. Pastor, I have heard folks say it for you. Yeah, it don't matter how long you've heard it. There is coming a day where these natural bodies, these mortal bodies, are going to put on immortality. 
Oh, come on, saint. I said, that's coming a big payday. I said, it's coming a big payday. And so we eagerly wait for the Savior because he promised to return. So we eagerly wait for him, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Notice the book of Colossians. Y'all don't let me lose you. Stay with me. Notice the book of Colossians in chapter number three. Remember these distinct differences in these group of folk. The church was different from those who were setting or focusing their mind only on earthly things. But the church was different. The church was focusing on spiritual things. Now, I'm going to break all this down. Colossians 3 and 1. Watch the reason why we do that. Because some folk, when you say people wonder, wonder about you sometimes, like, what's wrong with them folk? Well, hold on. I'm going to show you what's wrong with me. I'm going to show you what's wrong with me. Colossians 3. Colossians 3. Why they act like that? I'm going to show you why we act like that. Why they praise like that? Colossians 3 and 1. If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. This is what I want you to see. Set your mind on things above, not on things of or on the earth. Let me read that again. Set your mind on things above above not on things on the earth now this setting of the mind is dealing with what a person chooses to focus on it's an important teaching this morning it's dealing with what a person chooses to focus on our focus has to be upon things above listen the word above is referring to God and all that pertains unto him. So that makes God and the things that pertain unto him divine. It makes it divine. So when it comes to our focus, our focus has to be on divine things. And so based upon it, look at one neighbor and tell him or her the subject this morning. Focus on divine things. Do mm, you mind telling that one more person? I didn't hear it like I needed to hear. Tell one more person the subject this morning. Focus on divine things. Now let's give God a hand of praise for the subject on this morning. Come on, let's give him a tremendous hand. Focus. On divine things. Focus on divine things. Again, when I talk to you this morning about what is divine, I am saying that it has to do with God and the things that pertain unto God. We cannot afford in this day and time to have our minds set or focus only upon earthly things. Now, when the Bible speaks about earthly things, receive this morning, number one, that Paul is saying, we don't need to have a worldly mind or a worldly mindset. Now listen, if you're not going to have a worldly mindset or mind, you have to work on not having one. Oh, come on. I, I should have got way more amen. I said if you're not going to have a worldly mindset, you have to work on not having one. In other words, if you're not doing your due diligence to make sure that you don't have a worldly mind or mindset. Listen to me. I guarantee you, you already have one. You have one because you're not working not to have it. 
You're not working on transitioning your mind to the type of mind, watch, that is more beneficial for you to have here on earth as well as when earth ceases to exist. There is a far better mindset that we need to have. And sadly, even folk who come to church week in and week out are not working or being diligent at having a mind that's focused on divine things. We are now preaching and teaching to a number of church folk, if you will, who are not working the way they need to work in order not to have a worldly mind. And you know I'm right about it. You are seeing nowadays more folk who attend church, but church is not in them. Come on. They go to church, but they have more of a worldly mind than they do a church mind. Come on. They are addicted, attracted for things of the world more so than the things of God or the church. It's going to get a little tight this morning. It's going to get a little tight, but if you know that it's right, even when it get tight, you shouldn't mind giving me an amen. You shouldn't mind agreeing if you know the word is still right, though it's tight. He has to be stepping on somebody's toe, but it is right what he's saying. It's not enough to come to church. It's not enough to be taught if you don't leave the church putting into action what was being taught. In other words, when you know better, it's your responsibility to strive to do better. Come on, if God releases a season of better, he ain't just dealing with your money. He ain't just talking about your material things. He's wanting a better attitude. He's wanting a better mindset. I know I'm right about it, but there are folks again who will come to church. Even some will amen the word, but they're not going to allow that word to transform them. They're not going to allow that word to work on them. And so they're going to be in church still having a worldly mindset. Number two, you have to recognize that we live on earth. Mm, think about that. We live <laughs> on earth. There's nobody in here who has a heavenly address. Come on. Don't some people act like it. Come on. Some folks try to make you think they live in heaven. You see, Jesus at the right hand of God, there are some folk make want to make you think, and then I'm right beside Jesus. Can I say something to you? You be a liar. We all live on earth. Come on. And so when it comes to having your mind focused on earthly things, we have to recognize that he's talking about earthly things not being a person's primary focus. It can't be. Because when you make earthly things your primary focus, you then become overly concerned about earthly things. I know I'm right about it. And whenever you become overly concerned about worldly things, the worldly things then become, listen to me carefully, a costly distraction. You never want to be to the point that you say things like, I'm not worried about them bills. I ain't studying them bills. I ain't paying no attention to them bills. 
My mind is in heaven. You're going to be without lights. Come on. You're going to be without water. So you know he's not saying that we don't need to think about earthly things. We do. We do. You better think about money. If you're not thinking about money, you need to think about it. You need to understand about money that money is a tool. It matters how I use it. It matters how I manage it. It matters where I spend it. Come on. So you don't want to be to the point to where, no, you're not concerned about money. No, we all need to be concerned about money, especially adults. Those of us that's raised in children, you need to be concerned about money. Because some of the things your children are going to need, as well as you, will require money for you to get it. You can't go to Target and, and, and fill up your buggy. Come on, I want to make it plain. And then go to the cashier and tell them, you ain't worried about money. My mind is on things above. They're going to have to call somebody to put this stuff back. Because you're not getting, come on somebody, out the door with it. Now you go on and hallelujah and Toyota and Subaru and Honda and shake. We laughing, but we need to work. I say we need to work. We need to enjoy work. If you're working but you don't enjoy where you work, that's your fault. Because nobody is handcuffing you to that play 10 hours a day. There's some good teaching right here. We need to be concerned about work. We don't ever want to become people who are spiritual but lazy. And some of us know some folks, they are very spiritual, but they're lazy. So we need to understand the importance of working. The Bible talks about how a lazy man desires, come on church, and has nothing. So work is important. But I don't want to focus so much on work. Teach this thing, Pastor. That I think everything that I get or everything that I can have in this life has to come from my job. No, you focusing too much on your job and too much on your business. Because there are blessings that God has for you. That he's going to give it to you and it don't have nothing to do with your job. It's not coming from the money you make from the business. We need to focus on our bodies. Come on, you need to take good care of your body. Why? Because as I teach y'all, unlike car parts, there are no body stores. Come on, there's no store where you can buy a liver. There, there's no store where you can purchase a kidney. You can just walk in and say, oh, give me two kidneys and I want a liver and, and, and give me a lung. We slip on stuff like this. But we need these bodies to function right, to live in the earth, drop it on us, Pastor, and to enjoy the things that God bless us with. Now I'm a blessed man. Not just because of things I have, but I'm blessed because I got strength to enjoy the things that God has given me. See, that's a whole different story. 
I don't just have nice cars, but I have the strength to drive myself around in these nice cars. Don't you slip on that. Because you can have a whole lot of things, but not have the strength to enjoy the things. Am I right about that? You can have the money, but not have the strength to get up and go and enjoy what the money can do for you. To enjoy the places that money can get you in. Are y'all hearing me? How many of my folk out here you love eating? You like eating. Let me, let me rephrase that. How many of my folks out here like eating good? You like eating good. Now watch this. How many of y'all want to go to a nice restaurant, order nice food, but ain't got no teeth to eat? <laughs> no strength to swallow it. No taste, but... Y'all know, I, I, look, look. Now, if it's one thing some of us learned doing COVID, for those of y'all, I, 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 God bless me, he helped me. But for those of y'all that experienced the no taste or no smell, one thing you appreciated, when you got that taste back, was enjoying the food that you love. Come on. There are folk that lost their taste. They was eating exactly what they liked but not able to taste. Man, I don't want no steak in front of me. And I got to take Brother Bo with me and tell him to eat the steak so I can enjoy it through him. I'm messing with you just to bring this message home. And then I'm sitting there like, hi, days. Cut that fat right. Yeah, eat, eat all of that fat. Eat the fat part of it. Ooh. You got juice all on your mouth. That, that's good, ain't it? How it tastes. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Therefore, it becomes my responsibility to take care of my body. Because you got some Christians, they don't value their body. And as soon as their body go down, they need a miracle. God, I need you to heal me right here. But why didn't you do? I'm going to make it so simple that everybody going, why didn't you start drinking water every day back when I told you you don't drink enough water? Why didn't you put the coat down when I sent the message about the coat? See, folk don't like that. They don't want this type of teaching. They want to do what they do and then look to God and say, heal me. Messing up all kind of money. And then when you can't do what you need to do, you blame tithing. You blame giving. Don't blame tithing. Blame yourself for treating real money like monopoly money. Blame yourself for getting paid and not knowing where your check went. Blame yourself. Years ago in the church, I had a deacon tell me this. I just got in the church, and we was broke. I mean real broke. And I just happened to mention to him, I said, man, I said, well, man, we need some finances. We need some money. Because up until that point, I had depend upon hustling when money got low. When money got low, it didn't, it didn't phase me because all I needed sometime was 10 and $20. I just needed enough to get in a crap game. Come on. 
went in there sometime just $20. Brother Jay. And I come out of there with 500 From 20 From betting on the side. On what somebody else could or couldn't do until I had a hundred dollars in my hand. Now I'm betting on myself. Now I'm walking out of there at a crap game with more money than I made on my job. And so when we were shacking and wasn't and wasn't saved, I depended on the crap. I depended on different ways of hustling. Y'all better listen to me. But then when I got saved, I had to let go of the hustling. Come on, I had to let it go. Had to learn to depend on God. So I asked the deacon, I said, man, we just need some finances. And he said, oh, worry about no money. Money ain't nothing but people. Mind you, he was stingy as I don't know what. He always gave $2 in church. Don't get me wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with giving two dollars, but but when you make way more than that, come on, that money ain't number people. I mean, I just stood there, and in my mind, as a young Christian, I'm like, well, why don't I see this paper laying around everywhere? Money is not just paper. Money carries a currency. If money is just paper to you, then you see me out the church. I'm going to help you unload all your paper. Come on, somebody. But tell your neighbor, when it comes to earthly things, we can't be overly concerned. Are y'all getting my point? Notice Matthew, the sixth chapter. Y'all hang in here because we need these kind of messages. What did I say from the first of the year? God was going to work on us this year. He was going to work on our minds. And some of us, we got to get a new way of thinking. Now, as you turn to Matthew 6, understand that the root meaning of mind is to think. The root meaning of mind is to think. It is to think. When it comes to our focus, our thinking, we have to learn to focus on divine things. More so than earthly things. I'm finna show you the scripture. Though earthly things are important, I never want to think about things of the earth more than I do God. You can't do it because there are people that focus again on money and they don't have any. I said they don't have any. Listen, never think that everybody who got money loves money. The love of money is the root. Come on. The love of money is the root of what? But notice it. You can have a lot of money. Without loving it. Do y'all know that? Now watch this. You can have none of it and love it. They're broke folk that love money. They don't even have any and they love it. They'll do anything for it. See, when we focus on divine things, it says about us, that we don't let earthly things control us. Come on. Now, now you know how I know some of y'all, you focus on earthly things? Because when you don't have earthly things, it changes who you are. It changes how you act. See, you have to know who you are, even if you don't have a certain amount of money. Or even if you don't have the money you desire, you got to know who you are. You still got to have the ability to get up and say, this is the day, or what my real saint said, that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice. Come on and be glad. What? Therein. You are happy 
Even though you don't have all the money you want to have in the bank, but you still have it. Did y'all hear that? When folks are talking about you, you've learned how to be happy. When you got a whole lot of friends, you learn to be happy. But then when that little circle of true friends starts shrinking, you still don't learn how to be happy. I know I'm teaching right. Because you have folk that will sit up and let what they have or don't have depress them. Did you hear me? Now, most of us in here got a testimony that we could use some more money. God talking to us about some money. I hope y'all ain't drawing back. Oh, you talking about money in church. Why shouldn't there some folk here need some of it? There's some of y'all praying for. You need to cancel a debt. Come on. You want to bless somebody. There's somebody you want to be good to this month. And you ain't gonna, you just don't want to be good because it's Valentine month. You want to be good because it's in your heart to bless them or to do something for them. Oh, I know I'm right. But when you're overly concerned about things, the things that you overly concerned about will control you. It's good to have a job, but you don't make that job your life. Come on, you don't treat that job like it's your life. Because let me tell you something, folk will fire you. I said people will fire you for no good reason who said they love you, they appreciate you. They'll wait till you get a certain amount that you're making from them. They'll fire you just because they can hire an entry-level person and pay them half. And you spent 30 years giving that company everything. That's right right there. Now, as Christians, do we need to go to work and do our job? Do we need to go to work and do our job? Do we need to go to work and be on time? Yeah, but you don't make that job your life. You don't make that job your life. Pastor, I hear you this morning, but you don't understand. They can't make it without me. Yes, they can. <laughs> Most good companies. <laughs> I'm trying to move to these scriptures. Y'all, some of y'all out there, it's your looks that's, that's warring against me. Most good companies already have your replacement in mind. Now they'll treat you like, we, we, we don't know what we do if you weren't here. This place can't run without me. Don't go in Monday. Ride by there and see if they close. Just ride by and see if they close. Call and order yourself. See if they'll say, we ain't open today. We had a, a sister, see a woman, she didn't come in, and we can't open it. She ain't here. Mm -mm. I'm teaching right. I'm teaching right. Don't make people your life. Don't make people God. Don't make your spouse God. Don't make your children God. Because people will turn on you. Not my family, pastor. We close. Therefore, your family can't stand you. Matthew 6. Y'all saw the looks I got from some people like, not my family. Listen to me. That's the reason they can't stand you. That attitude you just gave me. That's the reason some folks in your family, they know you. That's you. That's how you act. That's how you behave. You don't make pastor your God. It's going to work out if I could just talk to pastor. Oh, now who is pastor? If I can get pastor to lay hands on me, everything, hold up now. If he lay hands on me and I fall out, I know everything going to be all right. 
Matthew 6. But see, when your focus, we laugh at a lot, but when our focus is not on divine things, then we have the wrong focus. That's what I'm teaching us. If you are not focusing on divine things, you have the wrong focus. Matthew 6. And you may be here today saying, well, Pastor, I got the wrong focus, but I got this, I got that, I got such and such going right for me. My life is such and such and such and such, and so I'm doing great. You better watch yourself. You better watch yourself. Notice Matthew 6. We're getting into the meat of it, and I'm also headed toward the close, but we're getting into the meat of it. Matthew 6. How many enjoyed the word? How many enjoyed the word? By a show of hands, how many enjoying the word? I'm looking around. I want to see folk enjoying the word. Thank you for your honesty. I've known people that God dealt with about them having the wrong focus. They didn't change. They didn't think they needed to set their mind on God. They didn't think God needed to be first. Listen to me. They lived to regret that. You're only one hospital visit away from knowing how bad you need God. Some folk don't like teaching like that. I say, you one hospital visit away from knowing how bad you need God. You're only one incident away. It's amazing how folk have boarded planes as atheists. Praise the Lord. What Lord? Jesus. I don't believe in that foolishness of religion. Whoa. When that plane is at its highest height and it starts doing this, when there's mechanical failure, how can you not believe in the one who created you and put his stamp or his mark on his creation. God says in the word, for out of dust I formed you. Come on. He said he formed us out of dust. How can dust look at the creator and say, I don't need you. You're nothing but dust. Your life is like a vapor here today and God can blow on you tonight. Come on, don't get me started. And because you dust, he left his mark on you. That no matter how much you bathe, no matter how much you scrub, Get an alcohol pad and rub your neck. Rub behind your ears. You're going to see dirt. He said, from dust I formed you. From dust you shall return. Matthew 6. Don't, 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 don't you do it. I said, don't you do it. Don't you do it. You one accident away. Don't you do it. You one drunk driver headed straight. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. You sending your children out every day into an education system where you cannot protect them. Matthew 6 and 31. Oh, I got to speed up. But this word good to me. I ain't always acknowledged him. But now that I know. Now that I know. I don't put nothing before him. I don't put nobody before him. Come on. There are some of us right now. You're in a position. You're in a place in life. That you know you didn't bring yourself to. Come on somebody. I said you know you didn't bring yourself to where you are. You are not that smart. You are not that intelligent. 
Matthew 6 and 31. Therefore do not worry saying. Deal with some of these natural things. Therefore do not worry saying. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Do we need to think about eating? Do we need to think about drinking? Do we need to think about clothing? What we're wearing? Yes. But these are not things to be overly concerned about. Why didn't you come to church? Pastor, I didn't have nothing. You didn't have nothing to wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Gentiles represent people who don't know God. See, people who don't know God, they focus on earthly things. Do y'all hear me? People who don't know God, their primary focus in life is climbing the corporate ladder. Getting a certain achievement. Seeing their name posted in a certain place. I know I'm right about it. This is a whole goal in life. But he said, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Why you got to have a focus on divine things? For your heavenly father. For your heavenly father. For your heavenly father. Knows that you need. Oh, come on, Bible. Talk to me, Bible. Talk to me. Your heavenly father knows. Watch this. That you need all these things. Look at your neighbor real quick and tell your neighbor, don't get it mixed up. Don't get it twisted. He knows what you need. And then shout to him right now. Look at somebody and tell him, he knows. What you need, shout it right now. Tell three of you, he know what you need right now, right now. I wish I had some happy saying, he know what you need right now, right now. Right now, he know what you need in the bank. Right now, he know what needs to be in check it. Right now, he knows what needs to happen to your body. Right now, he know what you need to happen on the job. Right now, he know what you need to get the promotion. Right now. Y'all gonna make me preach up in here. He know what you need to get the house. He know what you need in order to get the car. He. Can I drop one on your church? He know who you need favor with. He know who he needs to make like you. need everybody liking me. I just need God to cause the right person to like me. Come on, pastor. That's the reason I could care less whether certain folk like me because don't you know God knows when you step on the car lot that is the car lot he sent you to. He know the favor that you need on that car lot. Don't you listen to these folks about the housing market is going down. This ain't the time to buy. This ain't. God knows. God knows how to make somebody like you, favor you. Y'all better be seen. See, it's sad we're coming now to a day and time in the church where people don't believe in miracles no more. They don't believe in the supernatural. But you serve. God will make things happen for you. God will make things happen for you. When you put your focus on him. He'll turn around and make happen for you. You better watch this. What you can't make happen for yourself. He'll step in and he'll say, I got this one. 
They turned you down, but let me have this one. Come on, I got to move on. But listen, the house we live in right now, I asked the man, why are you moving? He said, we raised our children in this house. I said, why are you moving? Watch God. He said, my company is moving me. And they're responsible for relocating me. So what I want for this house is not left to me. They're going to sell it. So here I am looking at a house that a company has that it needs to get rid of. I got two good people in mind. I know two good See, some of you, you're messing up. You're focusing too much on your own power, your own ability, and your own intelligence. Now, that may be okay for some of your relatives. That they think they're going to smart their way through life, but they're not. Their intelligence is only going to take them so far. I would rather... Know God than have certain degrees and don't know God. Am I putting down degrees? No. My son has them. Proud of him. But you know what I tell him? Don't trust your degrees. Trust the God that helped you get. Because he wouldn't have graduated without him. Look at Matthew 6 and 27. Are you being helped? Are you being helped? Look at Matthew 6 and 27. Which of you? Jesus was talking to them, but I'm talking to us. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? Tell your neighbor, you don't worry. You don't get overly concerned with things you can't change. This gas back up 30 cents. Man, it was just... You think I'm going to be at the pump sitting up there trying to add up 245 over here. 250 over there. And so you drive five miles out the way for five cents. And some of you overly concerned and you pumping regular. I'm not overly concerned. I better get this right this time. And I'm pumping supreme. Premium. Why? Because I can not control that. What I do is fill up. That's what I do. And I don't stand at the pump complaining about something I can't control. God knows I got to get to church. God knows that I need gas. He knows you need gas. Some of you sitting there looking like, I can't believe he's preaching this simple. It's this simple. When your car is on E, and you don't have, naturally speaking, what you need to make it move up. Listen, who knows that more than God? Come on. And some of us, we, man, we know how low our gas hand will go. <laughs> some of us, we ride with people like, hey, 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 don't we need this? Oh, no. We good. You'd be like, what the? 
Hey, the light on. Oh, man, I go another 40 miles with the light on. How did you learn all that? Trust in God. God, I'm in this cold. This word good to me. You better tell somebody, don't be overly concerned with things you can't change. When it comes to healing, there are things you'll battle in your body that you don't have the power to produce healing. But don't sit there all day focusing on what's happening to you. Get your mind on God. Get your mind on what He wants you to do within this day. And I'm a witness that He'll give you supernatural strength It ain't that some of us battle in our bodies, but that's all we focus on. Get your mind on God. I'm right here at the cross. Don't you know, even when you're tired in your body, that God will grant you the strength you need to do what you need to do. Don't tell me there are no parents in here, especially single parents, that sometimes feel like your life, you are weighed down. But see, don't you focus on thinking that you alone because you ain't married. Put your focus on God and he'll do for you, sister, what your child support check can't do. He'll cause you to bless your children and make your ex think you're doing something crooked or underhanded. Come on, let him come get the kid and the whole house been refurnished. And when you see that nice living room suit, you let him know, don't go beyond the living room. Soon as he get them kids, first thing he's going to say, what y'all mama been here doing? Who she been having up in the house? I don't know. Mama been praying more. Mama been going to church now. Mama been reading the Bible. See, now, mama, you done replaced that bad man. You better preach it, pastor, with the best man. I ain't going to finish. I ain't going to finish today because I'm not even going to get back to the main text. I ain't even got to the main text. Some folks look at me like he do this every Sunday. Yes. I ain't even got to the. That's what Paul said. Your citizenship is in heaven. See, there's an inheritance that we reap here on earth for being a citizen in heaven. We don't get everything. Because earth is not heaven. But when you recognize your citizenship is in heaven and you have been raised with Christ, then you focus your mind on divine things. And he starts doing in your life the miraculous. Your life becomes bigger than what you can do. Your purpose comes into focus. Because now your mind is on divine things. I'm closing, warning you. Bible said I deal with Philippians 3 and Colossians 3 in totality, I promise. The woman with the issue of blood. She was bleeding for 12 years. The whole time 
She was bleeding, Deacon Hill. She was focused on earthly things. What her money could do and what the doctors could do. Until she didn't have any more money and doctors wouldn't see her. Sometimes you can desire better all you want. But if you don't change your focus, you can't change your life. Don't matter what you desire. Pastor, I want a loving marriage. You've got to change your focus and go from a selfish husband to a selfless husband. You got to go to being a disrespectful wife to knowing how to respect your man. Not nobody else, man. Learn how to respect your man. But when her focus changed, she heard about Jesus. She said, Brother Rodney, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. Now, a lot of preachers going to preach and try to get deep and miss it. Because it ain't about no garment. Well, his garment represented this. His garment represented that. He had on the priestly robe and stuff. I get all of that. But what you failed to remember is that when she got there, people was already touching him and getting nothing. Don't you ever let your focus be people who come to church and get nothing. Because you're going to have them in every church. When she put her focus on divine things or Jesus, when she touched him, when she touched him, you better help me preach. You preaching something short too. When she touched him. Oh, you better help me preach that to somebody. When she touched him. You got to put that emphasis on that sheet. When she touched him. Y'all ready for your aimer? Are y'all ready for your aimer? I'm not going to release it unless 50 people ready for a aimer. I need 50 folk ready for a aimer. I need 50 people ready for a aimer. When she focused on divine things, when she took her mind off earthly things, the doctor, the money, what she could do, what she couldn't do, when she put her mind on a divine thing, she focused on touching him. Here's your rainbow. The Bible said when she touched him, she felt. Within herself that she was healed. Tell you, Nick, when you start focusing on divine things, don't worry about what's happening all around you. When you start focusing on divine things, God is going to drop a feeling in you that is better. drop a feeling in you that is better. You're going through in your body, your finances, with your family, on your job, battling in your mind, but you then you set your mind, your focus on divine things, and he drops a feeling in It doesn't require goosebumps. Come on. Doesn't require a shake. 
doesn't require squinting of the eyes. Just a knowing. Just a knowing. That means you'll leave church. Y'all finna head out of here. You're going to be walking with a new woman. You came in like this. Because you got that knowing. What going on with her? These are the shoes. These are the pocketbook. These are them earrings. No. It's this knowing that he dropped in me. Listen, that he gonna make me I'm done with the message. Tell somebody, focus on divine. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.